You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. In April, a small California town made the news for doing something no other place in the U.S. has been able to pull off. Well, for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic hit the United States, an entire town will be tested regardless if someone is showing symptoms. North of San Francisco, researchers are focused on the town of Bolinas, testing as many of its nearly 2,000 residents as possible. Now, this is a privately funded effort to test virtually anyone in town who wants to know if they currently have or already had COVID-19. Testing everyone. From a public health perspective, that's the dream. Because results can reveal if this coronavirus is spreading undetected and help us get back to some kind of normal. And it happened in Bolinas, a California town that isn't any more public health conscious than anywhere else. Instead, it's known for good surfing, its hippie culture, and its rock history. All of the musicians from San Francisco of that era, the Jefferson Airplane and the Grateful Dead, all kind of came out of here. That's Katerina Fake. She lives in Bolinas. And when the pandemic hit, she knew her community was at risk. The majority of the population here actually is um, over the age of 60. And so we kind of identify that as being a high risk factor for this town, right? Because everybody's hugging in the streets and it's just a very kind of warm and it's a very huggy town, as it were. And, and you know, I, I saw this happening and I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, if one person gets it, everybody gets it. So today on the show, how a small group of residents and volunteers from Bolinas, California, tested their entire town for coronavirus and whether this effort could be a model for towns across the country. I'm Ariel Zimros. This is Reset. Katerina Fake is best known as the co-founder of Flickr, the photo-sharing site. The other thing that I think I'm well known for is I was chairwoman of Etsy. Which is coming in handy right now with all the masks that people need. Exactly. Actually, Etsy's front page is like kind of a whole bunch of really glorious and beautiful masks. <laughs> so, yes. Katerina lives in Bolinas with her partner, Yuri Engstrom, who's also a tech entrepreneur. In early March, they watched with the rest of the world as the virus devastated northern Italy. And we actually had a friend who was living in this region, and he was even sending us pictures of, for example, the application that he had to send to the police in order to leave his house to go out and get groceries. So their lockdown was really severe. Italy's first virus-related death happened in a small town named Vaux. 
In response, the authorities tested everyone in the community, and they were able to stop the virus from spreading. And we could see that um, the possibilities of testing a town, an entire town, an entire community, was actually the only way of really figuring out the spread of the disease. So why not try it in Bolinas? Another resident, a biotech entrepreneur named Cyrus Harmon, had the same idea. As you may have noticed, there are a lot of tech people in Bolinas. Cyrus and Yuri got together. They formed a little, you know, kind of online chat group and added a few community members. And then another entrepreneur, Mark Pincus, offered to put in 100K in order to test the town. And then, you know, Yuri and Cyrus said, oh, well, um, I guess that means we actually have to do this. (laughs) So that kind of kicked it all off. Cyrus reached out to some contacts at a nearby university, UC San Francisco. And that worked out well. Researchers there were interested in studying how coronavirus behaves in a town like Bolinas. This idea of doing a community-wide survey with both types of tests, so the PCR test to, to understand viral load or current infection, and also an antibody test to assess who might have already been infected. Both of those tests done at once across an entire community was a very unusual type of project to be done. This is one of the researchers from UCSF, Dr. Einor Sawyer, speaking with Fox Business. She lives in Bolinas. Our community does have particular high risk. We have socioeconomic disadvantaged population. Uh, Quite a few are homeless, and we have minorities in our population. So yes, we did have a high-risk exposure. Uniquely, we're rurally located uh, and off a main highway, so that gave an interesting population to test uh, for the university They're also doing a sister study where they're studying a population in a dense urban environment in what's called the Mission District of San Francisco. So looking at two different populations, but trying to understand the presence of a virus currently at the infection level and also could people have been exposed and infected previously by doing the antibody test as well. The researchers would process the tests themselves, but that still left a lot of other things to figure out. Here's Katerina again. In spite of the fact that the tests were out there, there was not a way to get them to the people. So what Yuri and Cyrus did, being entrepreneurs and kind of having a background in kind of rapid prototyping and development, figured out how to put together a testing site here in our town. Lots of people in the community volunteered to help out. You know, there was a, there was a volunteer named Tucker Warner, and he was used to putting together events he actually went out and repurposed a bunch of wedding tents and, you know, kind of turned it into a drive through testing service. A big problem, as, as you've probably read about in the paper, is getting PPE, personal protective equipment, for all of the volunteers and, you know, sourcing that from all kinds of places. So we had another volunteer who, you know, she called all of the hardware stores and she's like, OK, you've got two boxes of gloves there, three boxes of gloves at this other place, and kind of literally driving from place to place, gathering up all of the PPE. There was also a group of volunteers who quickly threw up a website, database. I mean, they were working 24-7. It was a bunch of Airbnb engineers who were just volunteering after their day job. They would spend all night coding and um, built a whole system around the testing for signups. You know, and then there's um, companies that are out there where you can hire phlebotomists to administer tests. So you call up a phlebotomy 
um, contracting company who has certified and insured phlebotomists who can come and, um, you know, do finger pricks and cheek swabs and all of that kind of thing. So it was a month of unbelievable amount of work. And it ended up being expensive, but not as expensive as you would think. I think the estimates came in somewhere between 180 and 200 per person. That means a total cost of around $300,000, a sum that was raised thanks to donations from the community itself. It was amazing. We put up like a GoFundMe page. We partnered with a local nonprofit to channel the donations through. And 93% of all of the donations were like under $5,000. Most of them were in the like $100 range, $50 range. You know, there were contributions from kind of people in the community, small donations. And so when people kind of say that like, oh, it's because they had these kind of few rich people in town, that's not really true. Maybe that was like a third of it, but like the majority of the donations were actually small dollar amounts. And what did the test site look like? Can you describe it to me? So imagine four big white wedding tents. Um, They were kind of like side by side. There were four channels. You have a bunch of people driving up in cars. We were testing families. There was a group of four, you know, in a car who would come by, um, you know, as an example. You've already signed up online. So they get get your name, all of the people that are with you in the car, your family, the minors. um, It was like any kid who was over the age of four could get tested. And then they direct you to one of the four lanes which you can drive through. And then you drove into one of the lanes, you would roll down your window, and then a phlebotomist would kind of get everybody's name and ID. You had to kind of put your arm out of the window, they would prick your finger. And then they um, did the swabbing, which was, um, the finger prick was, was a fairly minor and painless operation, but the swabbing, if you've ever done a nasal swab, it's a very weird and unpleasant experience because you Yeah, have... they basically make it all the way to your eyeball, right? It's <laughs> exactly. like the back of your skull, kind of. You didn't know that your nose went up that far, basically. You're like, whoa, and you see that. <laughs> You can see this extremely long swab disappearing into your nostril. It's like a, it's a bit disconcerting. Anyway, so then they did that, put all of it in a tube, labeled it up, and then you kind of pass through and that was that. It was a really fairly painless uh, and quick, surprisingly fast and easy operation besides the weirdness of the nasal swab. Everybody was very safe. They were in their cars. They didn't feel like they were getting exposed. Everybody who was on the site, they had face shields. They changed their gloves at regular intervals. There was all of these protocols that you had to follow for your PPE, where to dispose it, how much to wear it, all of this kind of stuff. In five days, Bolinas tested 1,844 people, most of the population, plus a few first responders from neighboring towns. After the break, would the Bolinas model work anywhere else? This is Reset. Katarina Fake, I understand that you're now working to put together a sort of playbook so that other communities can also set up large testing efforts like this one. What does that mean exactly? Right. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of volunteers' hours. And um, when you kind of look at the number, 
somewhere between $180 to $200 per person per tests. Of course, that doesn't take into account the fact that there were hundreds and hundreds of volunteer hours that were put into this. We have that all kind of outlined. You know, here's how you kind of get a group of phlebotomists um, on site. Here's how you set up the test site. We actually have maps of how we design the drive-through, how we manage the personal protective equipment for the volunteers. Here's what our volunteer coordinator did. Here's how the fundraising was done. And basically, just a kind of a kit that any town who was interested in doing this could do it themselves. So what would you say is the most important ingredient you need to put something like this together? I think that one of the most important parts of putting something like this together is that you have a team like Yuri and Cyrus and the UCSF team and um, that it all comes together, that you have a champion for this, that there's somebody stands up in your town or your organization and says, you know, I'm going to take this on. I'm going to be the kind of the operations director or whatever and kind of like try to put all of the pieces together. You also need an extremely willing you know, and kind of frankly, very generous community, people generous with their money, people generous with their time, people generous with the care of others and people who really look out for their town, their community, the people around them. We don't don't have any medical expertise. That is obviously not the part of this that's important. We are really just on the operational logistics management side of getting a site put together, funded and um, engaging the community to get them to go through. The money that you raised to do this, there was a lot of private funding involved, right? Large donors. And I'm wondering, do you really think this is replicable? You know, the fact that you have this kind of money at your disposal, can this be done in other communities as well? Yeah, I actually don't think that that's the hardest part of this. I think that there's, um, you know, funding bodies in all towns. Kind of you drive into any town in America and the Rotary Club and the Lions Club are there. And there's there's definitely kind of healthcare communities. And, you know, the, the people who own the hotel in town or the car dealership or, you know, the you know food processing place. Like there's a there's so long as you can, you know, kind of find the will on the way. You know, this is actually something that. Uh, you know, governmental agencies should and could take over. As this epidemic evolves, more money may be freed up for projects such as this one. And um, that is our hope. You know, we really hope and we kind of know that everybody getting back to work, everybody kind of coming out of quarantine will require, you know, government kind of organizations to kind of make their move and do large scale testing of this kind. So that's really a lot of a lot of this. We hope it's evolving in that direction. Mm -hmm. We were kind of a model for a kind of a very DIY version of this. But in the future, we hope that, you know, this kind of testing will become more broadly available. You know, it's interesting hearing you talk because it absolutely seems like there are a few um, areas in, in, you know, other towns nearby or in the rest of California that that could also do this. I'm just having trouble imagining this happening in my part of Brooklyn, for instance, right? Like, oh, I mean, like if there's a if there's a champion, right, if there's somebody in your community who's standing up and saying like, hey, I want to do this, who's on board? And you kind of get everybody. That's kind of how it happened. It was really a very grassroots, Mm -hmm. organic. Somebody stood up and said, you know, it was let's do this. And kind of everybody jumped on board. So what does it take to test an entire town? A champion, as Katerina calls it, or several in the case of Bolinas and its group of tech entrepreneurs. Access to funding, 
private funding from wealthy donors and from the community. Access to researchers, a university ready to organize the testing, and an entire community willing to get in on the act. This worked in Bolinas, but I have my doubts as to whether any other community could do this. The resources needed just seem sort of specific. But Bolinas did something important, and they want to show other communities how to do it too, which is commendable. Still, Bolinas' biggest challenge may lay ahead. Here's Yuri. The hardest part, actually, may still be what we're grappling with now. Um, I'm just on my computer here, and we're debating about uh, the proper way of communicating the results in aggregate to the community. Mm. Um, And now people are asking, now what? Um, You know, my phone is blowing up with questions from people who have received their results by text message and want to understand what that means. Um, And so... How do we manage the community going forward now that people are getting this information? Imagine if no one is positive in the town. Would people just rip off their masks and, you know, start frolicking around having uh, large sports events and disregard (laughs) all the advice from the government? Right. The Marin County is seriously worried about that. And so I think that, you know, the final chapter of this story hasn't been written yet. So it kind of sounds like what you are all working on is, is very much still in process. Like you, you have some some things that you need to figure out. Like what now? What now? And I actually think that this has been the this has been the challenge of the last few days. This has been a, a kind of like a big part of it. And you know, you don't want to give people false kind of enthusiasm to go out and, as he said, kind of uh, immediately start throwing uh, huge events. <laughs> like, is that, like that's an actual potential problem with this. <laughs> Katarina Fake is an entrepreneur and a resident of Bolinas, California. Check out her website for more information about the Bolinas testing project. You can find that at katarina.net. Testing in Bolinas ended on April 24th. A week later, residents got their results. On Friday, UCSF announced that no one in town tested positive for active COVID-19. Results from the antibody tests won't be available for a few weeks. This is Reset, and I'm Arielle Duhem-Ross, but you don't have to say it that way. We publish episodes three times a week on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, so if you haven't already, subscribe to the pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or in your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find the show. Will Reed and Skylar Swenson produced the show. Amy Drovdowska helped edit our episodes this week. Our audio engineer is Eric Gomez. Golda Arthur is our executive producer. Liz Kelly Nelson is the editorial director of Vox Podcasts. The mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder composed our theme music. And Reset is produced in association with Stitcher. And we're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. We'll be back on Tuesday. Later, nerds. Later, nerds.